All right, everybody. Well, we are back for Region 4. Stepping in briefly while Kyle's making some peanut butter and jelly for his his child here. And uh, so he is here to talk about the first matchup, which is the top seed Salem Renegades, number one, um, coached by Coach Robodog, 1971, up against everyone's favorite syrup makers from Nashville and and, uh, Coach V. So, um, obviously, Nashville, happy to be here, came in on a late-season run, won the conference tournament, um, you know, thrilling win, 90-87 in the conference finale to be here. So, so uh, curious to hear, or is it happy to be here and, you know, it doesn't matter, or are we, uh, are we serious about going up against a, a number one seed in Salem? I'm serious. I want to win. <laughs> um, I'm, but I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm proud of my guys. We beat some really good teams. And why not, right? Why not? I mean, we're, we're going to go for it. Um, I like my team. I feel like we finally figured some stuff out halfway through the year. I mean, we started off two and seven and we finished nine and nine in a tough conference. So with a 13th strength of schedule. So I feel, I feel pretty good about that. Um, Watkins is playing his best ball right now and um, Gore and Spry are playing well too. The, uh, the numbers are a little down, but they, if if you look at the last few games, uh, they've been playing a lot better. Yeah, I mean Trevor Watkins is a you know a sensational point guard. You know, two and two point six steals per game, which I don't have the league leaders in front of me, but I wager that's got to be top five in the league for sure. So a guy that scores, plays great defense, not the best distributor, um, but you know he's scoring and, and leading the way for you. And uh, Carter Gore, a freshman, scoring on the outside. So there's some young talent on your team, and the seniors aren't providing much. They're really good at uh, you know, getting some water for the underclassmen during timeouts. But um, you know, ultimately, you're relying on your young guys to, you know, go up against Salem, who you know has had a great season. You know, yeah, they're 17 great. and one. You know, they've got Eric Burrows, a six-eight shooting guard, so a lot of size. Uh, you know, at that position, scoring 22 points a game, um, and then a lot of balance scoring beyond that. Um, Isaiah Dugas, Charles Green, uh, both scoring 15 points a game at forward. Um, Tanner O'Kane blocking four shots in the post. Um, and Brandon Graff is, you know, playing pretty solid, you know, point guard. I do worry about him up against Watkins. I think Watkins has a, you know, matchup advantage there. But uh, you got a pretty well-rounded team that you're going up against. Yeah, for sure. Actually, Burroughs was a guy I recruited um, coming out of high school, and he chose Salem, which was a little tough. So um, some of it's a little personal, but, you know, um, that's just that's just DTL, right? Yeah, we all have those matchups. We always hate going up against the guys we lost out on in the uh, in the NTT. But um, yeah, we'll see if uh, if Nashville can keep it rolling and spring an upset in the first round. We'll come back for predictions in a moment there. Um, but next, we'll move on to the eight seed um, Aberdeen Tribe, coached by Math three twelve. Um, up against the Memphis Routers and Coach um, Babernew. It's always kind of curious to see how uh, what the actual thoughts are between, behind the names. But um, starting looking at Memphis, the nine seed, so they're led by you know, Patrick Lathers uh, in the post. You know, great stats, 20, 21 points, 12 rebounds a game, just about play some pretty solid defense. And then they rely on Jonathan Smith on the wing. 
So outstanding senior class, you know, two, six in the rankings. And, you know, beyond that, you know, they have a couple guys that score, but, you know, for the most part, they're led by their defense. They're giving up less than 62 points per game, you know, 41% from the field. So um, relying on their defense and they're playing uh, up against Aberdeen. Um, Naff generally likes to get some three point shots up. He's got a, a smaller lineup, you know, led by, uh, you know, Emmanuel Wright in the post, though, at, you know, 16 points, 11 rebounds, three and a half blocks, and one of the better big men in the country. Reginald O'Donnell playing small forward, not shooting all that well, you know, only, you know, pretty inefficient, 41% from the field, you know, less than 50% true shooting, but he is scoring 19 a game. So, you know, they, they need him to put points up. So, you know, a lot of kind of low efficiency on this team, but, you know, they also play pretty solid defense and, you know, they're getting enough points to win. So, um, Brad, when you look at this uh, this matchup, what do you see? Yeah, I see two really great defensive teams here. That's for sure. Uh, the Aberdeen numbers, you know, they're, they've got eight steals per game and eight blocks per game. Uh, the the starters there with the 3-2-1 in blocks per game from their center power forward and small forward, that's – those are attractive numbers to me, especially when you look at Reginald O'Donnell, freshman small forward. He's only 6'3", and he's still blocking 1.2 shots per game. So, yeah, it's funny you say uh, when you when you think about a NAF team, you think about him shooting some threes. My first thought was, wow, a, a NAF team that looks really defensive rather than I think of offensive-minded teams with great hands. Um, but – both these teams look very defensive minded, but it looks like Aberdeen does have slightly better offense than Memphis. Um, even though Patrick Lathers is probably the best uh, scorer in, in the competition. But uh, my mind goes to uh, the tribe being slightly more well-rounded here. Yeah. One thing about Memphis is they are the number, <clears throat> excuse me, number four team in the country in steals per game and, Looking across their lineup, I mean, everyone is, you know, better than one steal a game. Lord at small for, at shooting guard, you know, better than two steals a game. So, you know, they're definitely going to make, um, you know, life, you know, g- give a lot of trouble to uh, to Aberdeen. You know, get, and they're mostly all, you know, a lot of steals as well. And then right blocking shots from the post. So, yeah, as you mentioned, it's a great defensive matchup. Mm-hmm. Wright's got a little bit of size on Lathers. So, I think that's going to be um, – the key matchup there is if Lathers can score with any kind of efficiency um, playing against a little bit bigger, you know, strong defensive player. So yeah. I think it's going to be the key here, you know, in, in uh, determining the outcome of this one. So from there, we'll move on to the four seed uh, Chicago Maroons coached by Rinsid two. Um, they've got uh Mostly upperclassmen, they have a strong junior class. All all of them are starting. You know, led by Adam Martin at point guard, who, you know, a couple like a couple other guys we mentioned scores, plays you know can dish and also plays some defense. Um, Christopher Forte, the senior in the post, you know, is a solid big man, blocking shots, grabbing rebounds, pretty good. You know, with the hands as well, keeps the keeps the play moving and can you know can score with some efficiency as well. So um, they're going up against. Uh, the Pittsburgh Gamblers, too, by uh, Coach Pete. And, um, you know, they're overall one of the more talented teams in the country. You know, if I pulled up the list here, I'm just looking at their their rankings. They just always put together solid classes. So, 
you know, there's not like a guy that necessarily jumps off the page here. Jose Dedman looks like a pretty solid player who, you know, was a factor in, you know, in, in all areas. Um, but this is just a deep team. I mean, look at the bench. They've got over 15 points a game from their from their backcourt on the bench there. Um, so, yeah, this seems like a deep team, maybe lacking some star power. Um, what do you think? Yeah, this is a really interesting matchup. Both both teams seem well-recruited, balanced. Um, and, and, yeah, there's not a lot of standout in any particular area. Um, the, the one thing I'm, I noticed was 4T for uh, the Maroons. He might be the best player in this, uh, in this game. He's got only 13 points, but 60% true shooting. He's a senior with a, a really strong hardwood class ranking. Um, and then Pittsburgh, they don't, they don't have a lot of uh, blocks per game. So there might be an opening there for him to have, uh, you know, a stronger than average game. Um, yeah, let's see. Deadman for Pittsburgh, the small forward, he looks like a, a really great scorer. Um, and he's going to go against Alejandro Clark, who looks like a pretty average defender at small forward. His high school numbers were a little better than the defensive numbers he's put up in college here. So, yeah, this looks like a, a tough, pretty even matchup, but I think – Maybe my thought is that Christopher Forty's the senior player to tip this in Chicago's favor. Yeah, and they are a little bit more battle tested. They have the number sixty um, strength of schedule, whereas Pittsburgh has had a pretty weak schedule up in the in the two hundred plus range. So um, you kind of wonder, you know, if some of their defensive stats are a little bit influenced by um, the lack of competition. Yeah, um, they don't shoot a lot from the outside, so they're definitely going to be relying on you know, getting into the paint, um, getting some shots up, shots up there. So you know, t- depends on how much Forty uh, will allow that to happen. Um, they, you know, Chicago. I think they play man-to-man defense. They do ac- accumulate some fouls. They do foul over seventeen times per game. You know, everyone on their lineup is you know about two and a half or more. So that will be a kind of a key for them. You know, I don't know if the bench will be strong enough to step up but just something to to keep an eye on um for them in this matchup one thing i'm just noticing about chicago is first of all they're 14 and 4 with two of those losses being to duluth Mm. and they've got the number 60 strength schedule which is pretty solid um and they've got a really nice true shooting split one of the best in the country against uh a number 60 schedule so that's that's fairly rare that that gives me hope that this actually could be an offensive team that makes a nice run here. Um, so I'm, I'm reinforcing my Chicago pick a little bit with, as I noticed these things. Yeah. And their other two losses were both by two points. And one of that, one of those being in double overtime to a, a decent Pueblo squad. So, yeah, so they, uh, you know, it's not fun to have to play Duluth two times a year. So no, no shame in a couple of losses there. Yeah. So from there, we'll move on to, the uh, the five twelve matchup. The five seed is the Silver City Spaceman by Coach Dangrel three. So they are led by Corey Farrell, the sophomore shooting guard, who you know scores over twenty points per game, better than twenty game score. Um, it's a team that definitely likes to put up some three point shots, seventeen and a half you know attempts per game, and they make a pretty good clip. So you know almost forty percent. So this is one of those teams that you figure. 
they're not the deepest team, but this is a you know their shooting is going to determine how far they go. They can get hot and beat just about anybody, um, but if those shots aren't falling, you know it's going to be a, a long night for them. Um, they're going up against the Huntsville Rockets and Coach Boardman, who uh, has a pretty balanced team. Parker Perro at kind of an undersized power forward, scoring nearly twenty per game. Uh, the backcourt guys are pretty similar in 13 points, three assists, steal and a half per game. So um, they played some of the guys off the bench a little bit, played pretty solid defense. Um, what do you see in this one? Yeah, this is another one that looks like a, a real tough, even matchup. Huntsville plays man defense, and uh, they look pretty good at it. They've, you know, I, the first thing I was looking at is their three point percentage allowed, as you were talking about the spacemen being. Uh, great outside shooters and Huntsville looks prepared to take that on. They're just giving up 28% uh, three point shooting a game overall. They look uh, very strong defensively and, you know, decently balanced on the offensive side with Parker Perro being a uh, small, but very talented power forward. So let me flip back to the spacemen here and take a look at their, uh, defensive look. Yeah, again, both these teams seem seem balanced. Um, it's it's tough to know if you're going to get a, a hot shooting night or not from the spacemen. That's probably going to be mm-hmm. the uh, the difference. But I, I'm going to go with the uh, with Boardman's Rockets here. They, as we stated earlier, they just are coming off a big win over. The Wolverines, Fort Lauderdale, they look like they're on kind of a hot streak and some some good form right now. I've, yeah. I think that form can be a big part of this game. And so if they're playing their best ball right now, I'm, I'm going to take the Huntsville Rockets. Yeah, the other thing to look at here is Silver City is a, is a zone team. So um, going up against Huntsville, which you know prefers not to shoot the three at only eight attempts per game. So mm-hmm. their game is to you know find space inside and score. So um, we'll see if Silver City's zone, you know, gives them fits or if they can find some holes there. Yeah. yeah. Right, so we'll move to the bottom half of the bracket. Uh, Coach V, are you back here? Oh, I'm back. Yep. All, All right. right. Turn the rain back over to you. Cool. I guess, uh, yeah, so let's look at the 215 matchup. You have Carbondale Eclipse going up against the Dover uh, Dyslexia. Carbondale um, is the number 10 team in assists, number three team in steals, and then Caleb Ireland. Um, I mean, he's just a stud, number six in game score. Um, ever since, you know, he had that game winner uh, to beat Duluth. I mean, everyone was watching that game, right? Like, um, we all yeah. watched that game. We all were like, what's going to happen? I mean, you know, not only – I mean – he he won a spot in our hearts, uh, Dizzy Dell, 007. Um, he won a spot in our hearts when, you know, he took down Duluth. We felt like we were collectively taking down Duluth, you know, um, especially after he went after him on the boards. And then after that, um, Porter gets uh, booted from the boards and all that. So, uh, but Carbondale's got a good team, you know. They have lost five games, but they're in – uh, the toughest ranked conference. Uh, they lost in the conference championship to Knoxville. Uh, they're battle tested, 
Dover, they're back in the NTT for the second time ever. Um, they're led by Gino Katz. Uh, but it's just going to be tough. This Carbondale team looks battle-tested. Uh, number two seed might be a little high. I'm not sure. Um, it's hard when you lost five games, but you've played such a solid schedule, you know. Um, so, but, you know, Caleb Island's no joke. So that's that's a good place to start, right? Yeah, yeah. they played some great teams throughout the season. I mean, looking at their losses, I mean, Rochester, Ann Arbor, Frankfurt, I mean, all led by coaches that we all know. Um, you know, so we know they have pretty good teams. So, um you know, the strength of schedule says it all. I mean, most looking at their schedules, only a couple teams are in the triple digits. So battle tested, they have a lot of talent. So, you know, I think they're probably, I think, I think they're worthy of a, of a top seed in the tournament. And I think they catch a little bit of a break. I mean, Dover comes in, they're not the most talented team. Gino Katz is a, is a solid, you know, scoring point guard, not a great facilitator. Um, you know, they don't have the depth, you know, and they played a pretty weak schedule to do what they, what they have here. So, I mean, I think this is definitely a pretty favorable matchup for Carbondale. For sure. Just watch out Adam Fields, man. The shooting guard for Dover. He does not look prepared to take on Ireland. So, yeah. Maybe yeah. they do it. Maybe if he's uh, – if Coach Jake Bakes paying attention, he does a little position switch there, put a better defender on Ireland because that's – he's the everything for Carbondale. Mm-hmm. But right now, as the lineup stands, it looks like Dover's not not geared up well for this matchup. Yeah. Well, let's move on. I love this 7-10 matchup. We got the Reno Rollers, um, part of the Dairy Duel. J.S. Cheese, um, bringing that 3A class of Jermaine Collins and Henry Jones uh, going up against the Rochester Boy Geniuses out of Conference 6. Um, Jimmy Neutron, Brand- uh, Brandon Pratt. Uh, Daniel Daniel Haynes, uh, senior Michael Terrell. Uh, I mean, he's got some talent on this team and some height, and uh, yeah, just a fun team, um, a fun team to play. I'm excited to see how this one goes down. Um, you look at Rochester; they are the number. They're not top ten in any statistical category. Reno is number two in blocks and number four in turnovers. And before you go, um, I will say, Jimmy Neutron is known for not shooting threes. So um, mm. Reno's going to be ready for those. Reno wants them to come inside and they want to block them, but we'll see how they can hang out, how they can hang. Yeah, it's always curious to see when you play a, you know, a team like Jimmy's that you know focuses on pounding the ball inside. Do you switch up what you've been doing and play zone and try and make it harder for them? Or – um, is that too risky of a play, uh, you know, to go away with what you're, what you're used to? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? What, what, how do you think this matchup goes? I don't even know if Reno needs to switch anything up, man. They've been playing normal defense and mm-hmm. they're getting 10 blocks a game. That's, that's impressive from the two freshmen, um, who that's the best class on that team, Henry Jones and Jermaine Collins. Uh, so I don't know, man. That That is – I love teams that can block a lot of shots, especially when they're playing a team that is going to try to get inside all the time. Um, I think Rochester 
has the more talented team top to bottom, but I, I am always tempted to pick a team that can really block. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of Jimmy's teams, you know, they rely on scoring from the one through three and, you know, looking you know, at least on paper against Reno, you know, their, their backcourt doesn't appear to be the best defenders. I think they play pretty decent defense at small forward. So you know, I think it'll be a little bit difficult for Haynes. So um, for Rochester here, you know, they're going to need Pratt and Terrell to, to have big games. And I think it's there and available for them. And you know, like I said, they want to, they're going to need to get some shots going from the mid range because they're probably going to have a tough time, you know, down low scoring. So, um, you know, but they, they seem capable of hitting some outside shots. So, yeah, definitely a fascinating matchup. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, let's look at the next matchup. we got the Charlotte Sand Sharks going up against the Peoria Olympians. Um, I mean, you you got <laughs> to give Anthony Robertson his props, you know, uh, 6'6", 65.2% true shooting, 30.8 points per game, 2.3 steals. Um <laughs> This guy's a madman, and it's kind of fun because he plays with a bunch of he plays with a pair of seven footers, um, and Jonathan Maniscalco and Jonathan uh, Lacoste. Uh, so this is this is just a fun team that they've lost five games, horrible strength of schedule, um, but you know they they seem like they kind of figured things out near the end of the year, uh, winning their last six games. And now Charlotte has to play a really hot team with probably the best player in this tournament. I don't know. That's I'm I'm not I'm trying not to speak in hyperbole, but he's he's really really good. You know, um, Charlotte. You know, they last year they made it to the finals and they lost um, in the championship game. They brought back uh, th- uh, three starters or three guards. Um, and they've moved one of them to the bench and uh, Trevor um, or so is because they um, wanted to get Colton Ross in there. So deep team, but this is for JB, uh, JBS uh, D nut. Um, Charlotte is number seven in true shooting, number six in true shooting margin, number six in steals, number five in blocks and number nine in points. Um, Peoria's number uh, five in defensive free throws allowed. And then they uh, obviously have the number one player in game score with Anthony Robertson. What do you guys think? Balance versus star. Um, Charlotte's got a pretty balanced team. They can, they ask, uh, they get scoring from the you know, starting lineup and guys on the bench so they can come at you in, in waves. And, um, you know, the, the, the thing will definitely be how much can they slow down uh, Roberson. Uh, Roberson can score and defend. Uh, defense doesn't seem to be the strong point of the, the shooting guard duo for um, Charlotte. Maybe they need to play Sweeney a little bit more than usual. He seems to be a little bit better defender than, than Young, who gets most of the minutes there. Um, but you have to figure that they'll have a plan to, you know, you know box in one or something to uh, force anyone else to beat him. Yeah. 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 It should be interesting. Um, Charlotte's got a really good team and they have the talent to definitely um, go back to the final four and even win like that, like they came up a little short last year. Uh, let's look at the six eleven matchup. We got the pier 
Uh, Beagles going up against the Dallas Wranglers. Um, Pierre, the Beagles, um, back in the NTT after a long hiatus. Uh, you know, you got that Quentin Watkins, freshman center, 7 foot, 15.8 points a game, 9.7 rebounds, 2.8 blocks, doesn't turn it over. Just a solid player. Um, Dallas um, relies more on uh, Charles Clark, their freshman shooting guard. So both are heavily relying on um, freshman, but Thor Payne's a really solid power forward too. Uh, yeah, so let's see. Dallas is number two in three-pointers attempted and number one in turnovers. Pierre is number five in defensive three-pointers allowed and number 10 in rebounding margin and then uh, number 10 in defensive points. So um, interesting matchup. Pierre tries to limit the threes. Uh, Dallas jacks him up. What do you guys see in this matchup? Yeah, it looks like Quentin Watkins is uh, – he's having such so much of a better year offensively than he did as a high schooler. Uh, yeah. And so I was a bit worried about that at first. Like, ah, is that is that for real? Is he going to be able to keep that up? But, man, he, he's really got a, a matchup here against Dallas that is wide open for – wide open for him to continue that success as they've only got uh, I think it's like three blocks per game. Yeah. 3.9 blocks per game as a team. Um, so you got to like, you know, the tallest players on Dallas are six, nine, six, seven. The, the bench is tiny. Um, and then you're looking at a seven footer who's had a lot of success offensively this year. So that, that looks like a, uh, a big advantage for the Beagles in this one. For sure. For sure. So let's make, uh, yeah, any players you guys want to watch in this region? I think Caleb Ireland is yeah. a, a superstar with NTT pedigree. You got to keep an eye on, especially in that game one matchup where, Looks like Dover's going to have a hard time defending him. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at, I'm, you know, I love blocks, so I'm looking at Reno uh, and Jermaine Collins, Henry Jones, that freshman duo against Jimmy's guys. Um, and then uh, the the team to watch for me, I think, is Chicago. I really, I really liked what I saw on on their roster with their balance scoring, several guys shooting over. 60% true shooting. Um, but their, their uh, point guard center combo of Adam Martin and Christopher Forty, I think Forty might be one of the guys who really opened some eyes this tournament. Yeah, I think this region has a lot of really good players in it. I think more than even some of the other regions, you know, when you're looking back through all of them. And obviously you got Roberson, the top game scorer in the country, Ireland, who's got the the fanfare behind him, like every matchup has any solid players. I think even Eric Burrows and Trevor Watkins in the 116 matchup and Emmanuel Wright for Aberdeen. So I know there's just lots of good players like across the board, you know, in this region, it's, it's kind of tough to pick a few out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Solid players all around. Um, should be fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, pe- uh, Braden Pratt and Daniel Haynes are really fun players. Um, you know, the um, 
yeah, there's just yeah, there's some there's definitely some um solid players. I really like Jose Deadman too, um the senior for Pittsburgh. So And Thor Payne, one of the best names out there. So you gotta throw yeah. it out for the name. Definitely, definitely. So let's make some picks. Um yeah, how you see this region going? I'll go first. Uh, Salem is a really impressive, incredible-looking team. It's just such a shame that they're running into Nashville in the first round because there's just no stopping Nashville right now. So give me the syrup. Um, I, I like the Tribe to, to beat Memphis. And then I'm going to actually pick uh, Chicago Maroons to win several games here. So going out to the Sweet 16, I'm going to take Chicago over Nashville. Um, but I do have the syrup winning two games. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and then I know you do. On the bottom half, uh, Carbondale is a great team. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Reno over Jimmy. I don't know if Jimmy's even like you know actively coaching or paying attention right now. Um, but the Reno Rollers for sure. And then I think uh, Peoria, man. When I look at this roster, I'm like, how have they lost five games against yeah. a crappy schedule? And so I'm just going to go out on a, a limb and say that they put it together with Anthony Robertson uh, for the tournament here. And give me Peoria coming all the way out of this bottom half and going against Chicago in the Elite Eight, and I'll put, put Chicago in the Final Four from this group. All right. Um, yeah, I'll go from the top part, top part of the bracket. Sorry, Kai, I'll go Salem. Um, <laughs> coming out over – We'll say Pittsburgh will win a couple games, so let's give them a chance to pull a couple upsets. Uh, Salem making its way out to the Elite Eight. And then on the bottom half of the bracket, uh, see, I like Carbondale. I like uh, like Reno to beat Rochester. And uh, like Charlotte, there's lots of good good coaches and good teams in this group as well, so it's Really tough to pick who's going to come out here. But let's say Charlotte over Carbondale with, uh, let's say, you know, let's, just, let's just say Carbondale. Let's say uh, Caleb Iron's going to keep the dream going. He's going he's gonna to pull Carbondale out of this region. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess for me, I mean, I think I don't know. I I, I don't want to give any bulletin board material, but when you're the 16th seed, it's kind of hard to do that. So <laughs> why not? I'm gonna take my team um, going up against Aberdeen, and then uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Chicago and Silver City. Um, I'm gonna take Aberdeen over me, um, and then Aberdeen over Silver City. And then I think Carbondale and Charlotte are on a collision course. Those two teams look really good and really fun. Um, I'm going to take Charlotte. They made it to the championship last year. I think they can make it um, back this year. So I'm going to take Charlotte all the way to the Final Four, um, taking down Silver City and uh, making it to the Final Four. So that means um, for our for our Final Four, as Brad has seen, Paul, Fort Lauderdale, Tallahassee, and Chicago. I have Evansville, Fort Lauderdale, and um, Charlotte. Um, and then, J.D., who'd you pick in this last region? 
Um, I went with Carbondale. Carbondale. Yeah. Uh, so JD is Duluth, Camden, Carnegie, and Carbondale. So um, you want to start, JD? Who you? Camden, Cam, Camden, and Duluth. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be tough to pick against Duluth. I mean, I guess uh, I should I should take a quick look back at Region One and see if there's a, a team that starts with C that I like. Unfortunately, there's no one up there because I got picked C teams out of every other region. So yeah, three, three C's and a D like a like a high school report card. Um, <laughs> but Duluth's a powerhouse. I mean, I, I don't see any way to pick uh, you know other than to pick them to win. So um, I'll pick them over Camden. And then do you have a rematch versus Carbondale, or do they get Carnegie the one-two for pretty much the whole year? Yeah, I think that's what the fans are cheering for. So I'll, I'm going to try and will it into existence with uh, with the conversation here. So um, in the top two teams, I think uh, Caleb Ireland uh, not quite going to get them back through Carnegie. So um, we'll go with the top two teams. You know, chalky, whatever. But. Um, Let's go and let's just let's pull an upset here. Let's just avoid picking Duluth. So let's let's pick Carnegie to pull the upset over Duluth. Okay. All right, I'm gonna take Evansville or Fort Lauderdale, and Charlotte over Tallahassee, and I'm taking Charlotte to win it all. Cal, tell me who my picks were for the matchups. I stepped so away from St. Paul versus Fort Lauderdale, and then Tallahassee yeah. and Chicago. So St. St. Paul, they. I'm going to say that they spend all their magic with the Duluth upset and Fort Lauderdale as one of the most balanced, you know, one seeds in the nation. They're going to uh, knock off Fort Blue and make it to the championship game there. And then, man, Tallahassee and Chicago, I remember really falling in love with, with both these teams. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Chicago. I think that their, uh, their true shooting percentage against a, a tougher schedule, um, is what's going to, you know, prove superior in that game. So that, that gives me Fort Lauderdale and Chicago and I'll take the Maroons all the way. Coach Ren said, I, I've, I've seen him have success in the NCT before and, uh, I'm going to take the Maroons. Okay. Well, you heard, it, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, thanks, guys, for listening in. Um, best of luck to everyone who's in the NTT. And, yeah, to those that aren't, you know, um, better luck next year, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we will talk to you guys later. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. See you. Good night.